Hello everyone. My name is Vijay Kumar Devreddy and I'm glad to have you back on my episode 41. Well, today we are going to discuss about the securing applications. Well, well, I know that we had discussed about the application security in the previous episode, but I promise you that this episode is going to be different from that episode. By far, the most commonly used productivity suits in the world is the Microsoft Office. This includes Word for word processing, Excel for spreadsheets, PowerPoint for slide presentation, Outlook for email, and many others. that we have in the microsoft suite now how can we protect the applications themselves and the files that they create well that's what we are going to cover in this episode and that's what different from the previous episode as well well yeah first let's talk about the obvious if you have a document on you uh, want to protect its content such as watermarking or doing anything right you should use a password to do it it's really simple built in feature across the office suits that we have to create a password to protect your files from modifications or even being viewed you can do this using the password protect feature under the tools menu bar options uh, as you can see in your screen if you open the word or any of the office suite that we have in the that was provided by the microsoft well uh, from microsoft word but it works in word excel powerpoint and uh, many other as well also your files can be set to read only uh, option if you like right this will uh, prevent any of your contents uh, from being modified by unauthorized users another thing uh, you want to think about uh, when it comes to the security is macros and we talked about uh, that a bit back uh, when i talked about the macro virus right in the previous episodes uh, you want to make sure you can check your uh, macro settings you can find this under your preferences or your tools options and then going to the security tab by default you should want to disable macros with or without notification you can say that this will increase the security of your organization now what's installed originally by microsoft macros are enabled so you want to take the time to disable this in your baseline image. most organizations are going to decide to disable a macros completely and not even give you uh, give their uh, user an option to be able to enable them that's pretty good to do this uh, you can set that through your group policy editor inside your windows server and push that out to all of your clients or all of your computers that you are uh, seeing or monitoring as an admin another way to secure your information is to use the digital certificates if your organization is already using the digital certificates as a parts of its uh, uh, original sec- organizational security you should enable 
available uh, your documents to be locked down and only to be opened by the person presenting a valid digital certificate this again is another option that you can find inside the word additionally uh, you want to think about how you are going to encrypt your documents to protect their contents uh, this can be done within the microsoft office products themselves or you can use uh, the underlying system capabilities something like bitlocker to go right so at this point we have some pretty secure files we have uh, disabled our macros we have used the passwords to protect them and then we have encrypted them let's go and shift our focus over to email for the moment inside this inside this microsoft office suite uh, we have uh, there's a program called ms outlook uh, uh, that we call it as Microsoft Outlook used for the email and if you embed your digital signatures and digital certificate configurations into Microsoft Outlook you can have increased email security this relies on a PKI or the public key infrastructure which is the full form of it and well uh, we're going to talk about uh, that when we get into the cryptography section I know that we had discussed in the previous episode how the what is the history of the cryptography and uh, how it get formed uh, but we haven't discussed uh, more of it uh, in future uh, we are going to deploy a different type of cryptography algorithms that we had created uh, by integrating different algorithms that we have in order to make secure in order to uh, but it takes a lot of processing power also in order to decrypt and encrypt as well uh, we are trying to uh, not to take so much of processing power and um, for that we are creating a different type of hardware to do that particular processing power job and uh, in order to decrypt or encrypt which is uh, uh, helpful in uh, taking off the burden that we are a normal motherboard has uh, okay that's a different kind of story uh, we'll talk about that in the different episode as well now another thing we are uh, when we start talking about microsoft outlook uh, is that our emails start getting to be overwhelming sometimes uh, and we have to start saving space by archiving them off in microsoft outlook the way we do this is by archiving them to the pst file now this pst file through should be encrypted or password protected if you are going to store it on the large network share like a shared drive i see this a lot of organization where they'll uh, only give you a certain amount of uh, space uh, on the email server uh, some people will archive their files off into the PST and then put that onto the shared drive if you are going to do that uh, password protect is uh, un- it and un- encrypt it for your own safety and uh, precaution another concern we have when we deal uh, with email is spam and junk mails and you can get a lot of this if you want to start uh, removing a lot of that right and you should uh, set up rules that will end up uh, filtering out that spam both of your uh, uh, exchange server as well as your personal computer again microsoft outlook will allow you to do this on your application side or microsoft exchange will allow you to do it on the server side as well so uh, as we start wrapping up this episode uh, let's 
start talking about what you can do in order to help protect yourself from the rogue applications uh, now this is going to be move beyond the microsoft suite uh, and into every other application out there that we use in order to get the more functionality uh, that was providing by a developer which is a third party we don't know right uh, there's one key tool inside the windows that help protect you uh, it's called the user account controller uac is a security component of windows vista and uh, never uh, on the newer operating system that keeps every user besides your actual administrator account in the standard user mode and this way when you try to run a program it's going to ask you if you want to be run as an administrator and if so uh, you need to put in the administrator credentials so when you think about uac or user account controller just think about the fact that it's going to prevent unauthorized access to avoid and avoid user errors in the form of accidental changes because it's running everything as a standard user as opposed to running it as an administrator now in the next episode i'm going to uh, uh, show or i'm going to give an audio tips of how we can whitelist and how we can blacklist the applications to keep any application offers of your system that you don't want running and allowing those that you do not to be run on your system uh, basically uh, there could be no next episode for the blacklist and whitelist blacklist or something uh, a list of applications that you had mentioned which never are going to run in your uh, system when uh, you give a particular application into the blacklist when the whitelist is going to be a, a list of applications which can be allowed to be run on your uh, uh, system that's the only difference between these two whitelist and blacklist application most of the organizations use only whitelist because there are a different type of web applications coming outside with the different type of names so how many they can they cannot they can be overwhelmed of a blacklist listing right so there are so many dangers and so many dangers in different type of applications that we don't know exactly as well and uh, yeah whitelist of basically uh, what application you are going to trust and what application that you are going to run only those applications could get placed in the whitelist and those only get run right so most of the organizations can use the hybrid approach as well it's a combination of blacklist and the whitelist as well so be secure and thank you stay tuned bye bye